Hello and welcome to the seminar program. This is a podcast created exclusively for Landmark graduates participating in the Integrity Seminar. Before we begin with session number five, let's create a few things together. First, please understand that the material presented here is owned and copywritten by Landmark, so it's intended solely for your personal use. Next, I recommend you have a notebook and pen ready. You'll want to capture your insights and be ready for the notebook exercises we'll be doing along the way. Thirdly, take a moment now and get yourself settled. Just minimize any distractions or interruptions and let the next 30 minutes or so just be yours. And as this podcast concentrates on the major conversations we had in session five itself, it does not replace your actually being there. So please be sure to get in communication with your group, get in communication with your buddy, as their sharing will serve to enrich what you can create for yourself. Lastly, since this is a recording, feel free to pause it for any further notebook work you want to do or pause it at any time where you want to take the time to inquire further. Okay. So here we are in the integrity seminar, the overarching intention, the overarching transformation that we're out to have happen with each and every one of us is to create a relationship to word as the source of designing a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. The intention of session five is to distinguish a mechanism that undermines integrity and destroys workability. The first conversation we had was about the relationship of integrity to living a life of possibility. You see in the Landmark Forum, with the technology of transformation, possibility, and enrollment, you are given access to inventing new possibilities for any area of your life that's important to you. But as you probably are noticing, inventing new possibilities is only the beginning of that process. The real challenge is in expanding on those possibilities and keeping those possibilities alive and real. You are probably also noticing that it requires a high level of integrity to keep those possibilities alive. A high level of integrity, that is, honoring your word, is required as a foundation for the realization of any possibility because the possibility only lives in word. It lives in speaking. So your word is critical to keeping alive the possibilities you invent. So we're going to deal with another aspect of integrity, which is the aspect of existence. By existence, we mean to have reality. We mean to occur. We mean to to be present. Now, I don't mean be present, but X is now present. So by why people are weak at keeping their word over time and why people are weak at empowering their word is that they have a weak relationship to existence. And by existence, I not only mean that your word exists, like you actually made the promise on Thursday, but 
By existence, I mean how your word exists. When you have a powerful relationship to existence, it not, not only does your word exist, but your word exists in an enlivening and an empowering way. When I manage the way my word exists, my promises never devolve to obligation or burden. You see, people are lousy at managing the existence of anything over time, but especially lousy at managing the existence of their word. Now, integrity lives in a conversation. Conversations, by their nature, go out of existence unless they're managed. For instance, when I just said what I just said, what happened to the words as I said them? They disappeared. Totally disappeared, didn't they? So if I asked you to say what I just said, I'd get probably a different version of what was said. And especially in the seminar, people give me a lot of different versions of what I've said. So that only goes to point to that the that memory itself is a very poor existence system. At best, it only retains what you think you said or heard. So there are state changes that happen in conversations. For example, one day a promise is powerful for you, calls you into action, and the next day it's a burden and an obligation. One day you make a promise and that promise lives for you as a possibility, and then the next day you don't want to keep the promise because the promise has become a burden. So I'm inviting you in the seminar to not only do what you said because you do it, but to keep the promises you made for participating in the seminar, keeping them alive for you. The promises you made to do what you said you would do in the seminar, they were made in a context for giving you a life of workability, freedom, and possibility. So I invite you to just acknowledge you can write down any promises you've broken and to regenerate your promises for fulfilling on the seminar. I also invite you to acknowledge any promises like being at every session, doing your assignments that have become a burden or an obligation and to regenerate those promises inside a commitment to be enlivened and empowered by your participation. If you're taking that on, acknowledge that. If you're not taking it on, I request that you do so by the end of this recording. Oh, yes. So the first thing we did after that conversation, you guys, is that we went to complete on the assignments. So inside of bringing workability and freedom and possibility to life, we're continuously working inside of cleaning up broken promises and agreements. So in the last week, the first part of the assignment was to continue to work at bringing workability freedom and possibility to your life in the areas of life that you rated low on the scale of workability. And part of the assignment was you were to work on any areas that you rated low but had been putting off. So here you were to bring workability, freedom, and possibilities to those areas of life by either cleaning up a mess you made by, re- by breaking a promise or agreement or cleaning up a mess you made by relating to someone from standards and ideals rather than honoring your principles and values in that area. So we're continuing that work. 
And then we're bringing to that work that you're continuously doing. You see, for me, it's kind of gotten in the background. Oh, that's not working in that area. Then I go to clean up. I go to restore integrity. I go to be in communication in that area. So it may not be, for some of you, it may have actually become just part of what you do. But to actually intend to look to be on the hunt for what's not working and then to go after it, that can be a whole different matter. And very empowering, by the way. So that was the first part of your assignment. The second part of the assignment was with three relationships that you rated low on the scale of workability to have a conversation where you're committed to restoring integrity and create a, re- a breakthrough in that relationship. And as always, you're to continue to enroll others in the possibilities you're inventing for yourself and your life and continue to have the people in your life know you as that possibility. So we continue to take sharing from people as they cleaned up things and with the people in their life And then you notice, right as they took responsibility, if you notice, there was an opening, like a, they relaxed, they were present, they were there, like there, you know, and then they could look to see what's now possible that they couldn't look for before. So I'm sharing that with you so that in the work that you do, when you go to clean something up, when you do this work, especially in the next part of this session, you'll notice that the reasons and the justifications seem to just settle down and you're there looking for, wow, now what can I have this relationship be about? So in this next conversation, we're going um, we're gonna to deal with a very critical aspect of living a life of possibility living a life of integrity. So we're going to look at the very thing that undermines your word and it keeps you from living true to and consistent with possibility. So consider that in the design of human beings, there's mechanisms that are, by their very design, undermine our integrity. Yeah, like the way we're designed actually undermines integrity. So this conversation is a conversation designed to give you access to that mechanism in a way that leaves you powerfully able to not only give your word, but also to honor your word and to honor it over time. So we've all had the experience where we've given our word to some possibility or some agreement and somewhere along the line, it seems like everything falls apart. fell apart, excuse me. So in our experience, it looks like we were sabotaged or we sabotaged ourselves. Have you had that experience? Yeah, I asked the seminar and practically everyone raised their hands. So consider that that experience is part of the design of being human. Oh, so it's not your particular deal. Huh, okay. So here you have to deal with what it is, though, that undermines integrity if you're going to live this life of workability and freedom and possibility. Okay, and, well, what's the mechanism? Well, the mechanism is called perpetration withhold. Perpetration withhold. The mechanism that undermines our integrity always begins with a perpetration. Now, 
What do I mean by perpetration? A perpetration is something you do that's wrong or something you do that is not in agreement with your agreements and you know it. A perpetration is something you and I do that we just know it's off. We know it's wrong. We know it's a no fit. We know it. And it destroys aliveness and possibility. Now, what's hard to get is that it's not our perpetrations that undermine our integrity. You and I will, from time to time, do things that are wrong and that are not in agreement with with our agreements and that in some way damage or destroy aliveness in ourselves and others. Yeah, so it's clear. Can you see that at some point in time in life you've perpetrated in life? Yeah, you've taken actions that were consistent with what you were committed to, and you knew it. Perpetrations on their own are not a problem because you and I have the power to clean up our perpetrations. Here's where the mechanism kicks in. So in the face of our kick, in the face of our perpetrations, rather than complete the perpetration, you and I withhold. Now a withhold is something that's there to be said, there to be acknowledged, and we don't say it or don't acknowledge it. So withhold is something that's there to be said, there to be acknowledged, and we don't say it or we don't acknowledge it. And human beings, that is you, are designed, you are wired, you're like hardwired to withhold. Yeah. And it's the perpetration withhold mechanism that undermines our integrity. You and I have a perpetration. We're present to the perpetration, but given our design as human beings, rather than get that perpetration complete, we withhold. What's more important? I don't know. Being right, looking good, not rocking the boat, anything but being complete. So in that moment when you withhold, you've done something counter to what you're committed to, you don't clean it up, and there you are, right there, your integrity is destroyed. Why? Why is it destroyed? Because rather than confront your perpetration withhold, we make someone, something else, the source of the perpetration. So in our perpetration withhold, we create the view that someone or something else is responsible for our loss of freedom, power, and possibility. So in the face of our perpetration withhold, we make someone else the saboteur. Someone else becomes the enemy. We make someone else the reason why we broke our word. Well, I broke, it wouldn't have happened, blah, 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 if you wouldn't have, blah, blah, blah. And that's all inauthentic. You can start to hear the story there, right? So what's inauthentic about our perpetration withholds is that we don't acknowledge what's so, and then we blame someone else rather than, rather than see ourself as the source of the whole deal, the source of the perpetration withhold. So why is it so difficult for us to deal with? Why are perpetration withholds difficult for you and I to deal with? Well, it's because to be able to deal authentically with our perpetration withholds, you and I would have to come face to face with that very aspect of ourselves 
that destroys aliveness. And that's just not a pretty picture. So rather than look at the aspect of ourself that destroys aliveness, it's easy, it's easier to put the blame on someone else. Confronting our perpetration withholds, however, creates an enormous opportunity for restoring integrity and bringing extraordinary levels of workability, freedom, and possibility to life. So for myself, I was noticing that at work, this one uh, this junior designer that I manage, I started noticing that I was complaining to myself about you know, what time she got to work and if she was on email too long and if she was getting or she was taking too long on a project, etc. <laughs> uh, the agreement I have is I'm the manager, though. <laughs> so my not sitting her down and, and reviewing with her her progress, my not um, keeping my agreements in in our relationship right there. Uh, was the perpetration and then the withhold um, of not addressing whatever it is that I see that's going off, not addressing it becomes this, the perpetration withhold. So then I started, I noticed my brain started to making up things like, well, maybe she's not going to work out or um, maybe, you know, it really would be great to have someone else rather than her on my team. Yeah. But it all started with, I was the one that wasn't keeping up my end of the deal. I was the one who perpetrated it didn't have anything to do with her. So as soon as I acknowledged that, as soon as I got in communication with her and actually started managing her, um, the whole thing turned around. We just finished this huge project on time, on budget, very profitable, and she was part of that. She was a very important part of the team. So that's, <laughs> you can see how much in life we actually have all of our. You know, we have our focus on everyone else as being the source of the unworkability. If we take the case that we have everything to do with the unworkability, then we've got all the power to actually make a difference and impact that very area that we want to have work. So with your notebooks, look at the list of major areas in your life and the list of people in your life. And write down any perpetration withholds that you can see right there. Write down what you did or didn't do that was wrong for you that you've not communicated. Take that moment now and write down what you see that's had the impact on you and your life of those perpetration withholds. So you've got your assignment that I've sent to you in via email, which is to identify any perpetration withholds that you have for the people on your list with whom you interact with regularly and with at least one person with whom you've had a perpetration withhold, acknowledge who you've been being and clean up any mess you made by withholding. Also with that person, share a new possibility for that relationship in a way that leaves them touched, moved, and inspired. And it may take some courage to do this assignment. And if there's a tough one that you really don't want to take on, you might want to start with one that occurs for you as easy and then do the other one. So you're welcome and encouraged to clean up as many perpetration withholds as you can. And you need to complete at least one to be able to do the work in the next session. So uh, we're going to look at a powerful way to restore and generate integrity next session. 
And we're even going to distinguish the hidden source of all your upsets in life. All of them? Yeah. So our next session will be revolutionary for those of you who are often upset. And in that session will be even more, it'll even be more revolutionary for those of you who are always upset and you don't even know it. So remember, wherever you are in this process is fine. You know, people have a tendency to make themselves wrong as they become present to perpetration withholds. Now, perpetration withholds are not wrong. They just don't work for aliveness and possibility. So as you're seeing in the seminar, we've been taking on some major conversations for being human. We're confronting many aspects that are at the source of what has human beings be resigned about possibility. So as you deal with these conversations, you may find that others around you are upset or surprised. You may even find that you're upset. Listen, that's fine. Consider that it's just the seminar working and you get to bring those upsets to the session next time to apply the work that we'll do. So our next session will be even more powerful because of that work. And in this seminar, whatever you go through, it's your access to creating an ever-expanding space for inventing and realizing new possibilities. And that possibility is what makes all the effort you put in more than worth it. So what there is to do is keep your word wherever you are. And if you're incomplete, please talk to someone in your group or get in communication with me. All right, great. We'll see you at session six.